I think one of the things that is particularly important that I want to talk about is how you stay focused in the face of racism that you have to deal with day in and day out, especially for many of us, the place that we spend the most of our time is at our workplace. And often it's the place that gives us the most potential trauma from dealing with people who covert racism, overt racism, and and everything in between. So I wanted to talk about that today. Hopefully this will give you some tips, tactics, tools, things that you have not done that you need to get started doing. You're listening to the Melanin and Medicine Podcast, the show that teaches Black women in medicine how to live more fulfilled lives and go from just surviving to thriving. I'm your host, Dr. Omolara Thomas-Uemedimo, physician, researcher, professor, social entrepreneur, wife, and mom of two. Whether it be reducing burnout, rediscovering your why, improving work-life integration, navigating racism, or just trying to keep it all together, my guests and I always have you covered. It's time to get inspired, get a plan, and get to work. Welcome to the sisterhood. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to the Melanin and Medicine podcast. Sorry, I was getting, you know, getting my flow, thinking back on bad boy and um, 90s hip hop. And so I apologize, but you are at the right place. You are at the Melanin and Medicine podcast. This is Omolara. Super, super excited as usual. And today it's going to be me and we're going to be talking about the R word, racism. I wanted to circle back. I want to circle back to it because we're not going to be talking about how bad and horrific and inhumane and terrible it is. We're going to be talking about how we stay focused in the face of it, right? Because I've always talked about different ways that we can address it. What are the ways that we can fight back as we, you know, try to make sure that our lives aren't limited by it? I think one of the things that is particularly important that I want to talk about is how you stay focused in the face of racism that you have to deal with day in and day out, especially for many of us, the place that we spend the most of our time is at our workplace. And often it's the place that gives us the most potential trauma from dealing with people who covert racism, overt racism, and and everything in between. So I wanted to talk about that today. Hopefully this will give you some tips, tactics, tools, things that you have not done that you need to get started doing. And then I also wanted to point to you all and let you know that we definitely are going to be making sure that during this month, we have a a challenge. And pretty much if you are not signed up for the challenge and you can go to, guess where, melaninandmedicine.co forward slash resources, it should really be a bookmarked link, guys. It really should be a bookmarked link. (laughs) And you can go there and you will see posted our challenge. And our challenge is for 30 days. And it's really to actually get you to turn your purpose, right, into a profitable idea. And so I want you, all of you who have the the dreamers, the dreamers like me, all of you to make sure that you click on that, sign up for the challenge, 
get access to the videos, okay? Each week we drop a video and then every day you're getting a daily action and you can keep that, okay? (laughs) Because honestly, I've heard this quote a lot and it says the place where, you know, the people who had the most potential is the cemetery, right? And I don't want any of us to be distracted by racism or anything else to not let that idea that potentially was a, that passion, that purpose that we have, that potentially was a profitable idea to go to the wayside. So if you have not done this, make sure you do that challenge and get on board. Okay. All right. Awesome. I'm glad. Now I'm happy. Okay. (laughs) So let us talk. We're going to head on into this episode. So let me, let me be frank. Okay. This is my perspective, but I think, you know, contrary to popular belief, I nor any other black person was not specifically put here for the purpose of changing the hearts and minds of white people. I don't believe that was my, my specific passion for me. Maybe it is for some people. You know, I do believe that that's a long, arduous road. And I do believe that I'm giving kudos. I'm giving a pound to those that are doing that work. I'm a little too impatient, a little too volatile <laughs> for, for that marathon. But that's why we all have our gifts. But what I will say is that, sadly, I'm getting distracted. Probably for much of my life, I was getting distracted from doing that work before I finally learned not to continue. So I kind of like was getting distracted doing that work before I decided and said, you know what, this is actually not for me. And I always harped on the fact that I couldn't change the system, right? I couldn't change this bigger picture without the voices and the demands of people who are marginalized, people who are minoritized and who were no longer willing to to really tolerate the status quo. Look, there's nothing new under the sun. Mama Toni Morrison, she says it much better, much more eloquently. (laughs) She says, the function, the very serious function of racism is distraction. And it keeps you from doing your work. Preach. She doesn't say that, but preach, Mama Tony. It keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being. Somebody says you have no language and you spend 20 years proving that you do. Somebody says your head isn't shaped properly. So you have scientists working on the fact that it is. Somebody says you have no art. So you dredge that up. Someone says you have no kingdom. So you dredge that up. And none of this is necessary. There'll always be one more thing. How true is that, guys? Let's think about those conversations, right? Where you're trying to do your work, somebody says something crazy, then you got to like talk to them, right? Because you, you, you just move by the spirit. And they, they continue with the craziness. And you're like, wow, I just spent how much time dealing with this person? Instead of like doing the work that I I know is going to change the outcomes for my people. And, and so I do think that while that is important and, and trying to make sure that those that we address and stop those people, especially when they have privilege and power, who are making decisions with that kind of faulty um, rhetoric, I think that it's important for us to just also recognize how we bide our time, how we like divide it and make sure that we're not falling too far on one side. 
So for me, I want to share like my focus work and energy is really spent on ensuring that we remember that we're the innovators, the creators, the talent, the genius um, that often exist in our workplaces. And often people are hoping that we don't discover how talented we are because like the machine that they're running is completely and totally reliant on us. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because if we like really embrace all of the talents and gifts that we have, we kind of would say, is it, do we want to spend all of that here on this place? You know, you know how I spend my days. I'm like trying to empower black women in medicine to realize that we don't have to settle because often we're taught safety is in staying the same even when we realize, and this is for you guys in the back who are realizing that you're not a fit. You don't fit there actually. Like, and not cultural fit, because I hate that, but actually like the space is too confining for you and what you're doing. And so one of the things that I think was pretty monumental was starting to peek outside of those imaginary walls, right? That was in academia. Once we recognized our gifts. Once we recognized our power, you know, once we demanded our value, it was on. (laughs) And I'm really interested a lot of times in saying to people kind of, are you recognizing your flame? Are you recognizing your light? Because a lot of times the risk is not leaving that quote unquote safe place, but the risk is never seeing that light. And what I would say is that the fear for many in power is, you know, rather than let that flame catch fire and light up others, right? They tell us that our flame is too out of control and it'll burn everything and everyone in its path. Sometimes, you know, that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying sometimes somebody needs to get burned to learn, but we're not going to go. We're going to steer back. I digress. I want you to think about as you move into your world, is your flame too bright? Are they saying it's making people uncomfortable? For me, my flame meant I didn't smile every second. I was loud. Sometimes I was angry. Sometimes I asked for what I wanted. Sometimes I said no. That's allowed. And that's okay if that does not go away. It's actually good. Okay. (laughs) No matter how much they try to label it, cover it, make you put that out. There's a match inside of all of us. Are you loving this allegory about the flame? Because I'm going to go with it, guys. I'm going to go with it. That is ready to be set on fire. And we can either choose to throw it away or we can choose to light it. But once it's lit, once that match is lit, It has been the thing that has allowed for me to see the path to my dreams and also to the legacy that I want to leave that I never thought would actually be possible. As Black women, our careers and lives can never be at risk when we speak up because when we speak up, usually if that results in kind of a retaliation, it's probably that, that we needed to move also. Like, those people need to be punished, whoever's retaliating, and that needs to stop. But I, I believe that sometimes there's a specific order, a specific way that a lot of times we won't move into where we need to be unless something big happens. For me, you guys know it was my diagnosis. 
So as we think about this, my thought for this is how can we stay focused on creating, delivering our dreams and our life's work when these are the issues that we have to face in our workplaces and lives? And so one thing I think, this is not rocket science, guys, but one thing I think is going to be really important is refining that purpose statement. So purpose statement is extremely important. It's powerful. And it incorporates the things that you find meaningful, what your genius is, what your success is, that you're displaying, and how you contribute to what you think the world needs, and also your values to keep you focused and energized. (laughs) I do this in our Pivot Into Your Purpose workshop. So that is amazing. The Pivot Into Your Purpose workshop is actually like a rundown into this. And I'm sure I have a sneak peek episode on one of these episodes. (laughs) So you can check that out. But the other piece of this is reflecting on your vision. So what do I mean by that? So 15 years, okay? 15 years from now, don't get mad at me, okay? Yes, you're going to be older. Where do you see yourself? What do you feel like you would regret not seeing, not doing, not being or creating? What are the activities that you see yourself doing? Take some time to free write what that is that you've envisioned. And then... Number three is rediscovering what is missing to move towards your vision. So often we see the vision and it gets scary because we don't see the roadmap from where we are (laughs) to where we want to be. We're like, I don't see how that happens over our app. But it's important to sit and identify like what we need. Most often it's because we don't have everything. We don't got all the the stuff, right? We got to go to Walmart or go to other places to go get Target, to go get all the things we need. So really thinking about what is it that we're going to need? Some knowledge, some skills, some actual like tools, or are we going to need some people who are going to need to guide us or support us to get there? What is it? Be honest. The other thing is restoring yourself regularly through community. It's really important to keep focused on your work when racism is trying to be like, nope, you're not focusing on your work. You're focusing on me. You have a community. Now, those of you who don't have a community for Black women in medicine, you have a community. Why haven't you talked to us yet? So DM, DM us on Instagram. But outside of that, how often are you regularly and intentionally taking advantage of networks that are normalizing Black women doing their work and doing their purpose? Like, where is that for you? Find those women. Don't find the complainers and the venters. It's nice to have them because who doesn't like to vent and complain once in a while? But let's not stay there and have the majority of our time there. So are you surrounding yourself with the people, not only who look like where you're going, but also the people who look like who you desire to be? So if I'm a six-figure business owner, do I have any communities where I'm, if I want to be a seven-figure business owner, that I'm with seven-figure business owners? So I can kind of go and like eavesdrop (laughs) and see what they're talking about, right? So those are the kind of things I want you to think about in terms of community. And number five, give yourself some grace. Recognize fear, recognize it, but choose you. Don't let fear drive the car. I've heard this saying, you know, tell fear, move over to the passenger seat. You're not driving, Um, which allows for you to sit with it, right? But still drive in the direction of the path that you choose. And if it's a backseat driver, throw it in the trunk, okay? But 
honestly really recognize fear as what it, it is. Sometimes it's the thing that, you know, your your psyche is using or your ego is using to keep you safe, right? Because that's what it thinks. That's what it's used to. And in order for your ego to learn new rules, you have to break some of your old ones and change it so it can learn, oh, this is something we do. And the more that you do that, the more that you shift into that new thing you're doing, even though it's scary, the more your ego is like, oh, we know what that is. She, Yeah, she does that from time to time and doesn't prevent you from actually getting the benefit and the result from that. For many of you, you know my story. I didn't play the game very well. I left academia and now I do this work. And honestly, I don't think we should be playing games where honestly, Black ones are the only ones playing, right? There's a game that's out there, but we're the only ones playing and we don't get to choose the rules. So we deserve to be strong. You deserve to be vulnerable at the same time, angry and joyful at the same time, fearful and courageous at the same time, loving and assertive at the same time. And we never will be unless we bring every part of us to the places that we work, to the places that we live, to our families, to our communities, and to each other. So what I want you to do is think about that match that I talked about, the one that you haven't lit, the one that's sitting over there waiting for the lighter. And I want you to strike that match. I want you to let it burn. And one of the things that I love is that when I think about the women who I've had the chance to connect with and work with, one of the most powerful things that they're recognizing that I've recognized is that when you strike that match, when you let it burn, when you speak up, when you do the thing that no one else is doing, there are others who follow that light. They can follow it. The ones after us are like, oh, that's how she did it. Okay, let me follow, let me follow the, the, the path. And so I want you to think about the freedom you're having and also the legacy that you're creating in taking that courageous step. Let me know if this is helpful for you. I love to preach, Um, (laughs) but let me know if any of these are helpful for you. The best way to connect with us and to connect with me is to text us on our platform community. And so you can go to melaninandmedicine.co forward slash resources, and you can click there and sign up for our text community, or you can just text 516-357-5811, okay? So I love you all. Take care of yourselves this week. And don't forget to stay focused, okay, in the face of the foolishness and nonsense that these people be trying to trying to distract us with. All right. Have a good week, guys. Take care.